Hi, I'm Angela Ward and welcome to my podcast, A Beautiful Thing. This is a behind-the-scenes episode on the previous dramatic recording. So if you haven't listened to the storytelling episode, then I would encourage you to catch up with the previous week before listening to our interview today. Jo Stowe is married to Duncan and is mum to two teenage daughters through adoption. She's had a variety of jobs, starting out as a primary school teacher, then working as a youth minister in a Catholic parish. She later worked as coordinator for evangelisation for the Diocese of Leeds and brings all her skills and experience to her latest role, working for Together for the Common Good as school's project leader. She enjoys playing the piano and singing in church and at home and being married to a Baptist church leader has special affection for Christians of all denominations. So welcome Jo to A Beautiful Thing podcast. I'm really excited to have you as our guest today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So let's just jump in. What draws you to Mary Magdalene and this version of the story? Oh, Mary Magdalene is um, a saint that I have in my daily litany of saints. So um, each day when I remember to pray the litany, um, I call on her intercession. So she's really special to me. And I think just, you know, I imagine her as a a kind of feisty, strong woman um, who sort of, um, knows who she is and um, I reckon that being so close to Jesus when he was on earth she's a powerful intercessor so I, I love her. I think that Mary Magdalene in her role as um, evangelist in sharing the good news of the resurrection of Jesus is a saint who inspires me to do the same in my life, in my work. I think um, the scripture speaks to my faith journey um, in the way that Jesus uses Mary's name to help her to recognize him. And that's always struck me about this story and For many years, I thought, how does that work? How do you recognise Jesus? How did she recognise Jesus when he spoke her name, Mary? And then I had a similar experience myself. I was at work one day in my office with the office door open. uh, And somebody came down the corridor and was speaking to my work colleague who I shared the office with. And they had maybe a good four or five minutes chat and I was just getting on with my work and at the end of the conversation the person said and hello Josephine and I shot up in my desk realizing exactly who it was that was speaking to me an old friend who I've known for years and years and years but because I hadn't seen him behind the door I didn't realize that it was him And as soon as he said my name, the tone of his voice, the way that his intonation made me realise that it was this friend. And my instant thought was of Mary in this story. 
and I suddenly realise, oh, I totally understand how somebody speaking your name helps you to recognise them. Mm. Um, because, because of the familiarity, and I think it speaks of the intimacy between Jesus and Mary, mm. that um, they just knew each other so well. Um, and that really speaks to my faith journey, because as I've gone on in relationship with God, I feel there are certain things that either I read in scripture or I hear God say in prayer that just speaks personally to me in a way that it would do to nobody else so yeah intimacy in relationship with God is really what stands out to me from this story so Mary Magdalene is one of the most well-known women in the gospel why is it that you think out of all the women in the gospel her story is so important and was there a way that listening to the recording helped you to draw closer to her? I, I think the thing that the story made me appreciate about Mary is that she wasn't afraid of the messy stuff in life. You know, often when we think of the saints, we think of these perfectly clean, holy, um, spotless people. And actually, I think what the recording really brought home was her personal transformation from sinner to saint, but also the the action of the story is her going to anoint a dead body. And that kind of, this that came home to me really in the story that perhaps as somebody who has experienced difficulty and rejection and some of those really messy um, challenging things in life she wasn't afraid to draw near to a dead body um, that was repulsive to so many but because it was her dear friend and because perhaps of her sensitivity and empathy she was able to embrace that task um, and do it lovingly and, and in actual fact she she um Oh no, she did anoint the body, didn't she, before it was buried, but that she could draw close to and visit the, the graveside and not be afraid of the, mm. the messiness or the scandal or the danger of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's not afraid to get in the mess and her life is completely changed by Jesus. I mean, one of the things that strikes me about her before I wrote the script a lot of preconceived ideas about Mary that actually finding out a little bit more about actually the, the we know that she's got these seven demons but we don't really know what they are and and how mm. perhaps the media has portrayed her in a certain way and actually that isn't necessarily the case so we can have these ideas and actually who is who really is the woman the real woman behind her but she is such an important saint I mean she's probably one apart from our lady, probably the, the most well-known woman in the gospel, actually. Mm. So she has this title um, that's reinforced again by John Paul II as the apostle to the apostle. And I tried to bring that out in the script in her being on this, the streets and um, telling people about Jerusalem at what we would know as Pentecost or the Jewish festival of Shavuot. Um, what does that title mean for you? Oh, it 
I mean, what a unique role, first of all, for a woman to have in those days when um, men were front and centre um, to be the person that went to deliver the news for the first time that Jesus was alive. But it made me think of how God calls each one of us to a particular task. And I think the way it went in my head was about authority given to us for our vocation. So, and I'm, I suppose I'm talking about vocation in the widest sense, the particular thing that each of us is called to, no matter what our status, married, religious, priesthood, uh, that we each have a particular task. And that um, when we respond to God in generosity, like Mary did, um, you know, she'd seen the risen Christ, she was overjoyed, her Jesus was back to life. And what flowed from that was pure joy in running back to tell the apostles that um, he was risen. And, you know, this is the kerygma isn't it that he died and was risen it's the kernel of our faith that we pass on um when we come to believe in Jesus and um and she did it spectacularly running you know joyous shouting um you can imagine how kind of it must have come out in a big um mumble of just joy and belief and disbelief and all of those things so how when we respond to God with generosity he gives us the authority and the grace and the strength to complete the task but also it's one of the most joyful things mm. and Joe, are you able to just share a little bit about your faith and mm. just being an apostle really in the world and how you perhaps model Mary in that sense. Yeah, I think um, what I learned from Mary to apply to my faith is not to be afraid. Um, so the, the job that I'm doing at the moment is for a charity called Together for the Common Good. And it's an area of work that I've not done before. And more than that, it's, um, I, applied for the job after a time of not working in a professional role for a while. I'd, I'd been at home with the family, bringing up my children. And I saw the, the job um, advertised through a friend and felt compelled to apply, but was absolutely terrified, absolutely terrified of applying for this job. I wasn't sure whether I'd I knew I had the skills, but it was just in a, a different area than I'd worked. I'd always worked in evangelization and this felt to be more social action. So I was really nervous, but um, I went and did it anyway, despite the fear. And um, it's just been such a blessing um, and so I think Mary's fearlessness inspires me. Um, but also how evangelization, sharing the gospel, can be caught up with 
how we relate to other people in our local area, how we can reach out to them. Um, and, you know, Mary's running to the apostles with joy and friendship and good news really inspires me in my work now. Mm. Yeah, to sort of be that person that shares the good news and how yeah. we... And the way we do it, you know, that um, I think, you know, a lot of my role at the moment is about reaching out to people, but not in the, not in a kind of service provider, customer or client mentality, but a real reciprocity and friendship. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, Mary is the example of that. She reaches out in joy she is not afraid of messy situations um she goes in with love uh with purpose with maybe I like to imagine a little bit of feistiness um yeah so that gives me inspiration when I when I um certainly when I go to work and and when I think about how I relate to others just personally as well it, where I live and um, in the town. Yeah, it's important because people are attracted to joy, aren't they? People, mm. <laughs> you know, people are attracted to joy. They're not. No one wants to follow a sad saint. I'm paraphrasing that slightly incorrectly there, but that kind of the, the joy is contagious. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Joe. And is there anything else that you would like to share on the episode or on your faith or on Mary Magdalene or the scripture itself? I don't think so. I'm just having a, having a look at my notes. No, I think we've covered everything. Great. Well, you know, less is more. <laughs> I'm not, some people are big talkers and I'm not. I've discovered well, to the point. Yeah, well, that's it. It's like, well, I'm sure that when people are listening to a podcast as well, they also want to, well, I know myself, I just want to, what's the main point with the main message? So, so yeah, so that's great. No, thank you very much, Joe. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure what you've said and what you you shared is going to be a great blessing to the people that listen. So thank you for being a guest on a Beautiful Thing podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for inviting me. So now I want to give you some behind the scenes of the writing of my script. I was influenced by visiting the relics of St Mary Magdalene in 2018 when they came to St Patrick's Church in Soho Square in London. And I remember at that time being really surprised to hear just how little I knew about her life and therefore my writing has been influenced by this encounter. As I mentioned last week in my commentary, she was cured of seven demons, but we don't actually know what they were. The early church fathers described her as a sinner in her youth before her conversion, but they don't describe what her sin was and it can be various things according to Jewish law. It is possible that she was a member of King Herod's court and she came from a noble family and was very beautiful. John the Baptist preached at that court and Mary perhaps left that court and somehow came into contact with Christ and had a conversion. In Mary Magdalene, we see a woman who is conscious of her need to be saved and she recognises that she needs a saviour. She has the gift of perfect contrition. 
She is known as one of the greatest sinners who became one of the greatest saints. And I wanted to draw this out in my version by taking you on that journey through her conversion, transformation and her actively proclaiming the gospel on the busy streets in Jerusalem. Looking back through my notes from 2018 when I visited her relics, I will leave you with this thought that I heard from the priest who was preaching. It is possible to become very holy, no matter how sinful we have been. Mary Magdalene is a great example of this. She is a trophy to the mercy of Christ for all eternity. So it is my hope, listeners, that through my dramatic recording and my interview reflection, that you too will encounter the great mercy of Christ. Thank you for listening. I would love you to do all the usual things, share the episode with a friend, subscribe and review on your usual podcast platform so that more people can know about it. Follow me on Instagram at A Beautiful Thing and on Facebook at A Beautiful Thing Podcast. Please pray for my work and I would be delighted if you are able to make any donations on Patreon. The links for all of these things are in the show notes. I'm looking forward to you joining me next week where you will hear another dramatic episode of A Woman in the Gospel. Until then, may the Lord bless you and lead you more towards the beautiful thing that God wants to do in your life.